Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, where a bunch of us nerdy-ass gamers talk about achievements. Before we jump into tonight's episode, let me introduce my co-hosts. Joining me tonight is Big L. I'm usually just known as an ass gamer, thank you very much. <laughs> Koosh Moose. Um, hello. <laughs> 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 and we have Wild West 08. Hello, and I'm going to skip the uh, other stuff. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a normal gamer. <laughs> not I'm a, a different uh, intro. <laughs> Something a, completely original. Not a single one of us would be considered normal, but yes. Sure. <laughs> totally normal, original intro. I'm totally not ripping off anything. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what it was. I know I you didn't know. Power Rangers podcast? Surprisingly, no. No, there'll be a few. You People can tag me when you know it. Nerdy Neo? No. <laughs> Just like one of those things where you can't hear it if you're over a certain age. Revenge of the Nerds? I don't think I've seen it. it. Okay. Nerd, <laughs> nerds Candy? I thought maybe there was a chance a Wild West would know it, but I guess not. No, I'm drawing a blank. No, it's all good. I didn't really think if you if you would. I knew the other two wouldn't get it. Is this right. a Nicktoon? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a good idea. Note to self. Find Nicktoon intros. Let's jump into tonight's show. Our topic of discussion comes... Uh, our topic of discussion for tonight is what video game world would you least like to live in and why? And obviously... We wanted to keep it Xbox related. So let's go to L first. Why don't you go ahead and read some patron responses and tell us what world you would least want to live in? Mm, I'm trying to remember how this came about. We were talking about this in party chat, right? Um, yeah. So I originally pitched this idea. Um, actually, not really this idea for a question. I just kind of thought about this. Um, I've been in a very big Gears of War fan, uh, mood. Like, I've been really wanting to play the game. We've been playing that on Thursday nights. And I've been watching, like, some lore videos and behind the scenes and stuff like that on YouTube. And the more I learn about the world of Sarah, the less or the scarier the Gears universe is. The locusts are terrifying. The Lambit are terrifying. Everything about that world is terrifying. It's gray. There's no such thing as color in that world. And I kind of thought of, man, that would be like the worst video game in the world to actually live in. And That's then we right. were like, hey, maybe this should be a podcast question. We had some responses from Chesno said, Left for Dead. Um, and the reason is yes. zombies. Just zombies. I mean, that that's a really good answer. That That's, would that would suck. I think in Left 4 Dead, suck. you have your three friends, and they're all addicted to uh, various medications. <laughs> Hell's here. <laughs> you got it. And um, you're just running from place to place, trying to avoid zombies and shoot zombies. And there happens to be meticulously placed uh, guns and ammo in random spots. All right. But not much question, in life. Off the cuff question: Which three Discord community members would you want to be your friends in the Left 4 Dead universe? 
Oh, wow. And there's only wrong answers to that. Um, <laughs> like people I would like to get killed? Rock or dude? I was going to say try oh. to survive to a third. Oh, oh. Like, yeah, try to survive. That's how I took it too. Oh, um, yeah. Who'd you want to survive with? Uh, probably, I'm trying to lose the game. I'm trying to think of uh, any people with any real life skills in the Discord. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Wrong Discord. Um, wow. <laughs> people from Texas who have who like to shoot stuff might might be helpful. And you just insulted everybody. What? <laughs> anybody. If you're listening to this, you probably don't get out much. <laughs> what? I mean, you're mowing your lawn and listening to Can you guys this, hear maybe. that? It's the sound of unsubscriptions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there goes the monthly Patreon. All those follows I mean, just going. Mike Pitch has the ability to look for like coupons and sales. I don't think that would help very much in apocalypse. <laughs> no, um, Ooh, we'll talk about, Oh, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um, skeptical Mario might make me laugh at some puns, but that probably wouldn't help me in apocalypse. Um, Scaravace, he I... says anything post-apocalyptic <laughs> would obviously be terrible. But also on the other end of the spectrum, those Paw Patrol slash Peppa Pig games, anything overly cheesy slash cartoony sounds almost Ugh. equally terrifying. Half an eleven Peppa Pig would actually be the worst. I mean, I mean, I just got done completing Peppa Pig before we started, and uh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize how much like how awful it was until we kept going with it. Just the way they laugh and like go on their backs and just oh god, it's just so cringe, so bad. Paw Patrol uh -huh. is like a million times better. I don't know what you're comparing those two. Paw Patrol's not bad. Yeah, I would t I would take Paw Patrol over. Yeah, Peppa Pig. When the game is pretty much suck, but I, I would rather live with those people than a post-apocalyptic, whatever that word is, uh, world. <laughs> Speaking of post-apocalyptic, P-Tart says, Daisy, it's boring just like the real world, but you have to worry about zombies. Also, the rain kills you. <laughs> well, that sounds bad. We wouldn't want the rain to kill you. No, that would be bad. Um, I remember, what was that achievement? You got to shave? You got to um, grow facial hair? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you have to... Yeah. Grow your beard to the point where you can shave it. You had to wait around forever. And who was it that uh, picked a girl? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. That's right. Yeah, I know someone did. <laughs> yeah. These are the type of people that would wind up with me in Left 4 Dead to like survive an apocalypse. Um, <laughs> it was probably Fug. I think it was Fug. I mean, it does sound like a Fug mistake. But <laughs> yes. I, for, some reason, I think it's, for some reason, I think it's Prue. <laughs> True, Freem. I mean, P-Tart has a, has a valid excuse to pick a girl, but they should have made that clear. Yeah, I have a weird answer, and I'm going to go with uh, Rise, Son of Rome. I think living in... Uh -huh. Yeah, I think living in gladiator times must be horrible. You just like, yeah, you you mm. you fight to the death, and then you know just for the amusement of, uh, you know whoever the king, and then 
especially in that game there's like I, random, you know everyone has a sword everyone has arrows you, you're you're basically five minutes away from death at any time and you just don't know you know i can't dispute that yeah it's just like that's all they do is kill each other for sport. there's no xbox yeah <laughs> well, I mean, well if you're emperor i mean maybe it's a little different but but yeah the chances of you being emperor not great and you know what else the emperor did to piss people off he put those load times in <laughs> and Aiza was not happy about that <laughs> but yeah that's my answer for now i'm sure we'll we'll come back to some other ones but i wanted to think a little bit different from a post-apocalyptic apoplectic no that's a good one <laughs> i wonder what that route yeah i don't think we'll be coming back to that particularly but <laughs> probably not it needs to be a thing but uh, all right are you not well, entertained case, uh, by that answer okay go ahead <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and drop the bike. Yeah, nice. Bye. 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 Why don't you go ahead and take your turn, Nate? All right. Well, speaking of beardless fugs, um, he says super neat booty, which I'm sure is not a typo what? for Super Meat Boy. Uh or Cloudberry Kingdom. Wait a minute. Uh, no explanation. So we're gonna have to assume <laughs> that he doesn't like to jump. He doesn't I like have to no idea what that meat. is. He doesn't um, like the air being filled with arrows, I guess. What is Super Meat Boy's deal? He's trying to rescue someone? I'm trying to remember. Trying to rescue his girlfriend. Are those the only two people living in, like... The no, there's, there's another Girl guy that Super has a hat. His girlfriend probably just has a dirty booty. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bad guy with a mustache and a hat, I believe. Um, I don't know what his name is, but... Super Meat Man. I don't know. Super Meat Man. Um... <laughs> Vulgar Latin says, I'll <laughs> go with Darksiders. Humanity has been destroyed. I'm part of that, so I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember there being too many people in Darksiders. Um, <laughs> Pretty much all gone. That sucks. You don't want that. But if you're that one guy, if you're Mr. Darksider, uh, it's a pretty good world. I mean, you get a lot of powers, you get a lot of weapons and stuff, so that's kind of cool. But yeah. Chances of that are low. Yeah, chance of you being Emperor or Mr. Darkseid are pretty slim, so probably fodder. <laughs> they should hang out. <laughs> and uh, our resident Wookiee Chewy says, the world of Plague Tale immediately jumps to mind. You've got the Inquisition going around slaughtering people, the Plague <laughs> going around slaughtering people, and millions of bloodthirsty rats going around slaughtering people. If that wasn't bad enough, you're in France. Um, <laughs> before I read that, I was thinking, well, it sounds a lot like England. Uh, so oh. yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. You're in France. Sounds not good. Sounds very Plus, bad. Plus no air conditioning, no internet. I mean, that would just be, that would be so bad. Just living, minding your business. And then all of a sudden just a bunch of rats come just, up in your house and stuff. Yeah. A lot of rats just come and gnaw you to death. And not only that, but just, you know. And the plague too, along with that. Yeah, no medicine or anything. Yeah, yeah. Of Diablo. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Number no. one, uh, it's populated with demons. Uh, it's populated with people eating people, uh, animals eating people, uh, and you only have five or six jobs to choose from. Uh, so, like, <laughs> if, if you're not, you know, <laughs> if you're not a druid or a wizard or a barbarian, and you know, your job choice is pretty slim. 
And uh, also, if you're on a hardcore realm, you only have one life. So that sounds uh, not great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be awful. <laughs> that's realistic, though. It's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, Wes, why don't you go ahead? All right. Uh, we got Dude with the Face says Minecraft. My eyes would bleed. I think it'd be Fair. not fun. I, I, I see my daughters play that game, and yeah, that'd be going from like a 3D to like a blocky type world. That would not be fun. Uh, we've got uh, Dakota says Peppa Pig again. I just got done <laughs> playing it. Everything is up the largest effing hill with like an 80 degree incline. <laughs> that makes you wonder, like, I guess, you know, saying that, like, how does Daddy Pig and, and I guess they drive their cars up because Daddy and Mommy Pig are not not the uh and they're not built for that skin, yeah. skinniest of people they're gonna go down again, they drive let's, let's put it that way they're gonna be going down yeah. the hill not up the hill <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, it, that, that, that car has its work cut out for it yeah <laughs> and at the end of that uh game you're, you're going to roller coaster and like i don't know how the physics work no one straps in like no one <laughs> if you're on a roller coaster you don't have to strap in that's not a very good roller coaster yeah they go upside down, but you know. Oh, Daddy know. and Mommy Pig are probably just wedged in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dino Bull says, "Connect Star Wars," because okay. I wouldn't be able to use my limbs very well. Uh, sure. I don't understand. <laughs> Not what, what I had in mind, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, my answer was uh, the Bioshock world and Rapture. Because I just, I can't imagine, you know, you have all that money and, mm. and power, go down, you know, you're living in, go down the bathosphere, you're living in this world, which, you know, is incredibly dangerous. I mean, one small thing and you just flood everything alone. But then, you know, the world goes to hell and then you've got splicers everywhere. You got big daddies roaming around. You got people with huge needles just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would not be a fun world to be a part of once it collapsed <laughs> Yeah, it's scary down there. And then again, one wrong thing. Glass breaks and water's screaming in everywhere and you've got thousands of pressure. You know, yeah. No thanks. Yeah, I agree. That's not a good world. And there's only one way in and out pretty much. (laughs) By boat or by, you know, bathosphere or whatever. I mean, at least your siblings get to hang out with you. You Like you got a little sister and there it is. Never mind. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to read off the last couple of responses that we got. First comes from Nerdy Neo, who says, probably anything post-apocalyptic like Fallout or Terminator or zombie like Left 4 Dead. Spending every waking second on trying not to die from radiation or zombies and constantly trying to find food or water to stay alive would be the worst. Yes, 100%. Uh, Smirnov responds, saying, been playing a lot of Dead Space, so I will go with that. Stuck in space, lots of aliens, no thanks. Oh, yeah, that should be a good one. Right? Yeah, not very fun there. I've never played Dead Space, but I've, I played like the demo and I saw a little bit on like uh, the internet and whatnot, just how the aliens look. Yeah, that, that looks terrifying. 
Uh, skeptical Mario responds with Katamari Damacy being rolled off is probably a worse is probably a fate worse than death. Yes. I mean that answer was uh, kind of balls there, Mario. I, say. I mean, if you're lucky enough to be the prince um, <laughs> or the king yeah, of the universe. The emperor. Then, uh, but you don't have a good chance yeah, of the that. emperor. <laughs> but what are the chances of that? <laughs> <laughs> NNMIK3IDV responds with probably the world of Turtle Quest because F that. Oh, I don't know. I heard that game is pretty good. Well, I have like, to sit around waiting for everyone to finish their sentence. Uh, they just drag on. Yeah, that'll be. I like Toidles. Yeah, that game. <laughs> yeah. Everything so I know I started this out by saying Gears of War, which. Once again, that I think that world would be absolutely terrifying to have to live in. But I do have another answer, and similar to a lot of everyone else, uh, I think the world of prototype would be terrifying as well. Once again, zombies, uh, rampaging virus that goes everywhere, um, infects everyone. And if you're one of the lucky few that doesn't get infected, you still have to live in New York. Like, it's just the worst case of everything. There it is. I'm leaving. <laughs> Have fun, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, when you were talking about flooding, you know, the world of Bioshock, uh, flooding and huge needles and uh, big daddies, I was thinking New York as well. So... <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's Philadelphia. Oof. Now we've alienated five people. <laughs> so somebody tells me next week's episode is going to be like our least listened to, least downloaded. <laughs> so what you're all saying? <laughs> so what you're all actually saying is the worst is probably MLB the show because you could play in New York, you could play in Baltimore, you could play in Detroit, and you just have to like. Fear for your life wherever you go. I mean, that sounds. Good. I mean, I have balls and you have to flying play baseball. You. Yeah, there's always balls fly- whizzing by you in Baltimore. It's terrible, but I had fun. In He's Baltimore. not wrong. And Old Bay, of course, we can't not mention Old Bay. <laughs> it's been a whole well, seven days. That contract, right? It's it's, it's <laughs> contracted. <laughs> You need an old base sponsor. And by contracts. <laughs> it's in Nate and I's uh, contract as Marylanders. We have to constantly talk about it. Yeah, that was an interesting question. I wouldn't want to live in any of those places. I wouldn't either. Paw Patrol is probably the best thing there. I'm going to go hang out with them. Yeah, I, I mean, need- like, worst case scenario, you get s- something bad happens and then you get saved by puppies. Like, oh, no. Right, right. Like, if I <laughs> if I come across a huge gap, yeah. someone's going to come with a bridge for me or a ladder or something. Like, it's not so bad. Yeah. And bones float in the air and you can get them. So, like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the perk of living there. The floating bones. There's flying food everywhere. <laughs> 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 
We call it sandwiches. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the question, Fufu Cuddly Poof. Yeah, good question, Fufu Cuddly Poof. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the game showcase. Um, let's start with Koosh. What game do you want to talk about? Oh, man. Let me tell you. Uh, dirty. <clears throat> I was very hyped. Very hyped for this game when it, uh, we first heard that it was coming to Xbox. It was a PlayStation exclusive in terms of consoles. For a while, it's uh, Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. Um, and I know that I was very excited about it. I know Rocker was very excited about it. Oh, yes. Back when he was on the show, and we were both talking about it, I think, in Coming Real Soon or something like that. I don't remember. But um, Indie Showcase, too, probably. <laughs> yeah, the Indie Showcase was just blown out of the water when we were finally getting this. First was, you know, first being upset that we weren't getting it, and then it being like a shadow drop. Hey, it's going to be here before too long. Uh, so I was very excited to get into that. And then I played it, and the first 30 minutes um, are a bit slow. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, no. I've made a mistake. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to say that those first three minutes are not representative of the rest of the game, and it picks up. Now, it could have Good. just been what I was playing at the time, uh, or maybe I moved off it too quickly and I didn't get to experience that that whole intro experience um, as I was going. Well, what is Fist uh, Forged and Shadow Torch? It is a Metroidvania, uh, so you, you know why I'm looking forward to it. Um, you play as a rabbit soldier, uh, you know, who was in this, uh, battle, this big battle before, you know, operating a giant mech. Uh, there are no humans in this world. They're all, uh, anthropomorphized animals and, um, your buddy, uh, you have another buddy and you're kind of going to war with him and, and you guys are just best war buds. Uh, he ends up being the main bad guy. So shocker. And uh, you're going to have to uh, discover what happened there. And there's a whole bunch of story. And eh, I wasn't really there for the story. I was there for the gameplay. Um, since you were originally a mech operator, and you've kind of not been doing anything for a while, you kind of come back and you meet this mechanic. This mechanic takes uh, the arm from your mech and somehow kind of finagles it into a backpack-mounted arm. So now you're just you running along but you've got the arm from your mech just hanging off of your back and, it can, and you can basically do melee attacks with it. Um, you, you start off with like a basic three punch combo and you can um, purchase once you have like a data disc, which allows you to, I guess, learn skills and enough money to purchase new skills. You can get new combos. You can get new moves. These new moves are uh, in the Metroidvania genre. They're the things that allow you to get through different types of barriers. So there might be a barrier in the ceiling you can't get through. Well, if you learn the uppercut move, you can smash it and go up. Or you can learn the ground pound move and you can go down. Um, and you'll eventually come across two other backpack uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> connected weapons. One is a drill. And the drill gives you other uh, forms of mobility. The ability to uh, slowly hover down. Because the drill kind of opens up and turns into like a Mary Poppins umbrella. Mary Poppins, y'all. Uh, and you can also uh, use it to <laughs> to navigate through underwater sections faster than if you don't have that. Um, and then you'll get a whip, and the whip will allow you to um, attack uh, different ranges and um, you know just get through different obstacles, basically. So each one of those weapons will allow you to get through a different type or a series of different types of uh, doors, basically. 
Um, so, you know, obviously Metroidvania, no doubt. There's voice acting in the game. It's okay. Uh, it's not the best, but, you know, for, for people that look for that, you know, there's a certain amount of production that has to go into voicing, fully voicing a whole game. And, and this game had that. Uh, you're going to be collecting posters. Uh, and as you collect these posters, you can then uh, unlock different skins for your weapons. So if you don't like the base color, you can have like a, a bubblegum pink arm or you can have some like uh, the, the, the themed after another game. I can't remember what the game is. It's kind of like a like a, uh, a gummy life type game that's coming out. I think from the same developer publisher or whatever. Uh, and they have a themed arm for that. I think Wobbly World or Wobbly Life. I don't remember. Uh, in any case, you can uh, have different colors for your uh, your arms. Um, uh, it is a melee-focused game. So this is not a shooter. This is a 2D platformer. I'm sorry, a 3D platformer. Um, and uh, it's mostly melee-based. There are a couple. Um, well, there's one weapon that uh, you'll get that can be used. It's like a special weapon has very limited ammo. You can use it to shoot rockets. Um, that, uh, slot can also have a kind of like a dummy doll that attracts enemies and will eventually blow up. And then there's, you know, you can opt to have uh, a way to regain health, uh, using that slot, or you can also have a parry move. So if you're really bad at, uh, parrying in the game, you can just kind of hold down a button. And when something hits that, you'll hit them back. Uh, the parry mechanic actually is something I, I want to mention. It's not done well. Normally, a parry in a melee-based game is like pushing a button, right? Like hitting a shoulder button as the enemy attacks you. In this game, you have to push the left stick in the direction that you're being attacked. Most times, you know, just like just you know, left or right. Uh, and that just it just doesn't feel right. It just never felt right to me. Um, and if you're playing at the higher difficulty, you have to parry. Uh, I was playing on normal, uh, which is the lowest difficulty. Uh, it's also the default difficulty, which is typically how I play. Um, and for the most part, didn't really have to parry. But if you master parrying, I think the game is much easier. Um, but like, like I said, I didn't do it a whole lot, and I still had a good time with the game. Um, there is a walkthrough, uh, or there are walkthroughs on, I think, Steam. You'll find them in other places as well, just not on Xbox yet. Uh, and you'll also find guides that help you to find all the posters because they are, I think they're 21 that you need for an achievement. Um, they'll also tell you uh, the location of all the uh, power-ups. Um, and yeah, uh, the game that, it, the Metroidvania game that it most reminds me of, uh, and it took a little while to, to hit, was Shadow Complex. Um, it really felt like a melee-focused Shadow Complex. Like, you just forgot how to use your guns, and all you used was your punch, and you did some uppercuts and stuff. Like, it just feels like a much more uh, melee-focused Shadow Complex. And that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so Fist, Forged, and Shadow Torch took me 28 to 29 hours. I was not using a guide. That's just me exploring, finding things. I may have looked up one or two things to be like, okay, well, I just don't know where to go to find this. Um, and so then went and found the next area I had to go to. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I was really happy that my first 30 minutes were not truly uh, what the game felt like as I got past that. That's good. So I was looking at the achievement list 
And I'm sorry if you said this and I just missed it when you were talking about the um, the posters. I see that there's a couple of different achievements for like collectibles. Is there a chapter select so you can bounce around? No, 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 no chapter select. There is uh, fast travel. Um, they have two different types of fast travel. There is uh, there are like oh three, yeah Dom, this type of game yeah there's of like three to fat. five yeah there are three to five different uh, metro stops and then there's also this other way that you can travel so you can't get exactly where you want you can't just fast travel to this particular room but there are fast travel locations that will get you fairly close um, I know Rocker's not happy with the uh, fast travel he thinks it's a little too sparse a little too far away but anyone that's used to playing a Metroid game you're going to feel at home with this type of fast travel. Mm. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people in the discord. I'd be happy about this, especially if you're on game pass. Yeah, this is a great game pass get. Cause um, yeah, it's just, it's a good game. It's a really good game. I, I was a little worried, but it ended up, it ended up being as good as I thought it was going to be. So from the clips I was watching, it looks like there's a decent amount of platform in it. In it. How is it? Is it like, real tight and feels good or is it kind of eh, being an indie game for the most part it feels pretty good um i didn't really get frustrated with any of the platforming uh that i can recall another uh, there is one thing um that did bug me you get a dash move and unlike most games where you have a dash move you can't dash through enemies so when Wait, you dash what? Yeah. So when you dash an attack or something, you'll be, you'll, I think you'll dodge uh, through uh, projectiles, but you won't dodge through enemies. Hmm. And so it just plays weird. It's not the, it's not the dodge you normally think. Uh, but by the end of the game, you do get an upgrade. <laughs> that upgrade allows the dodge or the dash to feel like it should have from the very beginning. Um, hmm. But which I thought was really weird. If I was like, oh man, I kind of resigned myself to they just do dodge differently here. It just doesn't feel good. And then about five hours later, uh, six hours later, they fixed it. And <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, this is this is the dodge I wanted the whole time. Um, so <laughs> uh, they eventually got it right. Good. So I see that you've also completed the game. GG on that. I did. Yes. Yeah, so nice. And also looking through this through a, a Gmail list, it doesn't look like there's anything too overly difficult in that. Are you just good at this game or is it just kind of put your nose to the grindstone and you'll get it done? There were some boss fights that were a little tough. Um, and like I said, I think that's because they wanted you to be somewhat decent at parrying. Uh, and since I wasn't doing a really great job of that, some bosses, two or three, um, were very difficult, and I had to go up against them a couple times. Um, most bosses, it was like if I didn't beat them the very first time I went in, uh, I'd beat them the second time once I once I had learned their patterns. But the final boss was a real pain in the butt because he just strings combos together unless you parry. And if you parry one of his uh, moves in the combo, um, it'll kind of stun him, and then you can get your attacks in. But if you're not parrying, you're having a hard time. <laughs> and so what? I, one particular weapon ended up stunning him as if I was parrying. And that ended up being the way that I, I ended up beating him. But it probably took me a good 20 tries on the final boss until I, until I finally switched up my normal weapon. 
Uh, I found that the fist worked really well for me at the very beginning. Obviously, that's the only weapon you have. But once I got the drill, I hated it. And then I ran into a fight where I was just like, man, this fist is just not doing any damage. And I found out, oh, well, that's when the drill makes a lot of sense. It works really well in this situation. And then I started Mm -hmm. using the drill the whole time. And I never really used the whip for combat until the last fight. And the last fight, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, this this really works really well against this boss. Uh, Another thing that might be difficult for people, if you don't like uh, fighting games where you have to master the combos, there is a section where uh, as you're learning your skills and they're kind of teaching you combos, which is optional, you can go to this place and learn how to string together combos. Um, it, be, it feels a lot like, you know, uh, um, uh, <clears throat> Killer Instinct, like when you're going in and you're trying to string together like a 20 hit combo um, gotcha. and you're, you're using one weapon, you're, you're doing like three or four hits, you're switching to another weapon mid combo doing a couple more hits, switching back to another weapon, and then doing like an ultimate. It, it really felt like a fighting game, uh, and that's not representative of how I was fighting regular enemies in the game. Like, uh, most times in the game, you're doing like a five-hit combo, and you just, you know, repeat, repeat, repeat. But this combo system that they built into the game is really crazy, and it's really in-depth, and you never use it. Um, at least, not, <laughs> if you're me, you didn't use it. But that How's might that? be... That might be something that's difficult, and it is tied to an achievement. There's an achievement for completing all of those, um, and you just yeah, you just have to work at it. Yeah, through the clips, it looks like it's actually a like a decent, not fighting game. Just um, man, what would how would I say it? The combat looks looks decent. Uh, let me put yeah, kind of like a hack and slash. Yeah, hack and yeah, slash yeah, adventure. Yeah, hack and slash. That's beat them up with it. Yeah. It's a pretty game, man. Mm-hmm. There's this even a, a, a mode at the end of the game. It's like a secret room, and you can basically play Street Fighter. You can choose the enemies you want to play against. You can, you can also do a tournament against five enemies, where the first mm-hmm. two you know, and the rest, the other three, are random. But it's it's buggy. Uh, you start to play it, and then they put like the continue screen up, and the continue screen stays up during your next fight. And like you, oh. <laughs> it's it's very buggy. But if you go to the second tournament, it was working fine for me. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do this. And I, I, apparently, there are other posters hidden uh, if you beat those uh, tournament modes, which I could not do because the last two bosses on each of the tournaments are just like killer, very difficult. Like once again, because I'm not parrying, uh, I have a hard time surviving against them. And so it was just like, okay, you beat three bosses and you go up against this boss. It's like strings combos together like nobody's business and if you can't block them uh you're out of luck hmm. all right this uh looks a little like shadow complex to me i don't know why <laughs> you don't say it's a dark and apocalyptic world wouldn't want to live here it is we're back <laughs> we're back um so this is the uh vayner of the month is it not this is the Vayner of the month. Yep. It's one of those rare months where they pick mm. one that I'm actually playing and I actually get the, the completion in the Yay. month. So, yeah. yeah. More reason to try this out. And it's all Game Pass. I mean, for those who don't know, we have a, a Vayner's channel for Metroidvania games. And every month, uh, Nerdy Neo helms uh, Vayner of the month. And the people there vote on it and more than half the people this month voted on fist because it was put into game pass so it won 
and people are playing it. So, congrats Considering on that, that this is the vayner of the month, let's say a completionist wanted to try wanted to try this. Is it played in it and there's like an auto pop achievement, or is this relatively safe to attempt the game, or should you just put it on a different tag? I it took me a little while to get to the first achievement. Um, not half an hour, but I think it took a good 10 or 15 minutes before I got to the first achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you don't have to do anything like really crazy to get it. You have to, you have to play for 10 or 15 minutes. You'll pop an achievement and then there you go. You broke the seal. Um, so <laughs> if you're worried about that or you're worried about my comment uh, about the th- first 30 minutes being kind of iffy and not really sure about this. Uh, yeah, try a different tag because 15 minutes is not that not that bad to replay in a what 28 hour game. Good, that was Fist Forge and Shadows Torch, and I want to hear about what Wild West has been playing now. I mean, this is a weird position because usually L has me go last, so it's a weird position to be second on here. But I'm switching uh, it up. <laughs> if uh, for those who have listened before. Uh, I teased the last time that I was starting Cyberpunk 2077, and I was able to finish the game fully uh, by the time I'm you know done here recording. So uh, nice. I was here talking about that, and uh, I enjoyed the game quite a bit. Um, I know that all the, about all the troubles it had going on, you know, with uh, its release, it uh, did not have the best start. Um, that's why it kind of put me off from starting it for a long time. Uh, I, I bought the the big collector's edition with the statue and got, you know, was excited to play it and everything. And then, you know, just all those reviews started coming out. And everything was bugged. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give it some time to polish up and we'll, uh, you know, we'll let them patch everything and then I'll, I'll get in there and I'll play it. So, uh, I always try to get a few big RPGs done every year. And I was like, you know what? It's time to do that. The DLC is coming out pretty soon. The Phantom Liberty one. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll get ready for that. And, and uh, I have to say that the game that I played was really good. Uh, they patched a lot of stuff in it. Uh, it turned out really well uh, from, from what I had. Um, so you, when you start the game, you kind of get three different backstories you can choose from. Uh, I chose the the nomad backstory. the The backstory doesn't really do much with the gameplay, other than uh, there's an achievement tied to choosing uh, ten options from your backstory when uh, you're in a conversation with different people. You know, they'll have just like other RPGs, you'll have you know different options of what you want to say come up, and uh, you know one of the options could be every once in a while will be from your backstory. So I chose the nomad one. So it had it would say nomad you know, whatever the sentence was, and you just choose that 10 times to get an achievement. Other than that, the backstory really doesn't have much to do with it. Um, so uh, you kind of you start out, uh, you're, I, since I chose the Nomad one, I was outside of Night City, which is the, the main city there, and uh, just kind of, you know, was ended up making a new friend, committing a... In trying to finish a job and everything, start out as the lowest of the low for, for the Merc that you are, and became friends with him, and then uh, you kind of fast-forwards a little bit, and you're kind of mid-level mercs. Uh, you take a job uh, that's kind of a little bit of a shady job, and, and then 
the job goes horrible and that that's your prologue about what well, I would say about two or three hours long prologue. And finally, you know, you, after the job goes, goes bad, you know, you have something happen to you. And, uh, after you, uh, start the game, you end up having this chip in your head that is Johnny Silverhand, who's played by Keanu Reeves. So he's kind of in your consciousness the whole game. Uh, and from there, you can kind of do what you want to do. I mean, there's, uh, let me see, there was, I think five or, or six, I think there were six different areas with a bunch of different side quests. Uh, they have cars you buy, they have, uh, their doctors are called Ripper Docs, so you can go to them after you've done jobs and have money. You can replace parts of your body with different tech to, uh, to, to help you improve. Like you can put, uh, you can change your legs and improve your legs so that way you can run faster or you can sprint longer. Or you can cause your arms to have blades come out of them and be, you know, a melee type person. Um, so th there's a few achievements tied to that, but most of them, what you can do is just spend the money get the get the uh what is it the upgrade that you need go out do the achievement and then reload if you don't want to keep keep the attachment onto you uh the story was i thought the story was very good it was a it was a good paced story it wasn't overbearing it wasn't long uh i think it was probably story-wise about 30 to 40 hours i spent about 65 i think in it 65 hours total um just kind of working around i probably have about another 10 hours of side quests if I want to go back and finish some stuff up, which I might yep. do when the DLC comes out. So, uh, I mean, it, overall, I, I think it turned into a really good game, and I think it gets overshadowed because of the way it dropped, which is, you know, it's fair in its own right. It should have been better, uh, mm -hmm. better, better released, but the, the game was, the game was excellent. The, the graphics were amazing. I was playing a Series X 4K TV, and it was just, you know, amazing. You know, I I just Beautiful stand game. on a roof sometime and just kind of see it. Yeah, just look out along the skyscrapers, and it was just, it was amazing. It was a probably one of the the pre most prettiest games I've ever played. So, yeah, uh, highly recommend. It's not that difficult. There's no difficulty achievements. You can play on however you want. I just did normal and just played around uh, on that. Never really had a, you know, an issue with that. Every once in a while, if I was just too crazy and was went into a group of 20 enemies might die. But other than that, like, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty good game overall. I liked it. So I assume you're going to be getting a DLC as soon as it gets, it drops. Yeah. Uh, depending on where I'm at with that, I think I'm trying to remember, I don't remember the date that it's releasing it, but depending on where uh, I'm at with Starfield. Yeah. I'll have to look that up and see, but. Oh, well, uh, if it comes out after Starfield, uh, probably not. Yeah, I don't know the release date with it yet. I'm uh, just kind of looking it up as I talk, but I want to say it was September. Yeah, September 26th. So it might be, I might wait a little bit because depending on where I'm at with Starfield. But I mean, the DLC, from the stuff that I've read, it's supposed to be the biggest DLC map area wise that they've ever released, which is saying wow. a lot from the Witcher DLCs they dropped. So that's wild we'll, if we'll that's see. true. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I know they had a bunch of DLCs planned, and then after the the release date, you know, or after they released the, the initial game, they kind of backed off on it and just focused on one one big DLC, from what they said. So this is the the last, the only DLC that they'll have. Oh, interesting. I know. I didn't know that this was going to be the only one. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, they're big games, and I think that with uh, with the failure of, of launch, I think they just wanted to kind of do that and then move on to back to the, the Witcher fours. I think what they're doing next. So hmm. that would make sense. But, which is a shame. This is a great environment, and I hope that someday they, they do a sequel. There are a lot more stories that can be told told in it. I feel like they will. Because, like you were saying, even though that this had an awful, awful start, as soon as people were able to play it, or if you had a really good PC and were able to play it off the bat, everyone loved it. It got glowing reviews from people that could play it. Yeah. Yeah, the, when yeah when you could actually play the game, it got great reviews. It still has a pretty pretty good uh, ratio on TA, if I remember right. Even though you know it came out with all that hype, it's just uh, yeah, you know, it's got it, a four point two. Yeah, I mean a four point two at the release that that was that bad. <laughs> the start, I mean, it's just the vocal minority coming out and saying it, which you know, it's I've seen the videos. I I didn't oh, experience awful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't experience any glitches myself. The game never crashed. I've had just a few kind of weird human interaction or interactions with just random people, NPCs on the side of the road, but never, never, no big issues, but it should be discounted how it released. But I will say no one kind of a little bit of the backstory. It's mostly, it seems like it was a, a business decision instead of a, a, you know, a developer decision. Yeah. Which is a shame, but it is what it is. Yeah. I've, I've had some interest in this game. I don't necessarily care for the setting, but man, uh, I would love to watch someone play this just because it just looks gorgeous. So like, yes. Yeah, so speaking of that, it's a heavy adult game. Uh, That's very it. much a lot of violence. Uh, there's a lot of sex and other stuff. So, uh, if you're ever, if you're are interested in playing it, or whoever's interested in playing it, it's definitely not a, anything with the kids around you, gotta wait. <laughs> so. you have to wait till you're older foo-foo. <laughs> darn yeah. it sorry oh, dad son. i want to play it now I'm sorry and I, and I think the length is good it's it's Whoa. not over it's not overwhelming so <laughs> play the cyberpunk we have at home it's deus ex yeah <laughs> yeah i remember getting this game at best buy with uh for like 10 bucks with the uh steel <laughs> Yep. And, uh, <laughs> the yeah, still there, still sitting there. <laughs> Wait, are you for real? You got this steel case of this for ten bucks? It was, yeah, like that's how years. bad it was. Yeah, like two years how ago, desperate they were. It was a while ago. Yes. Wow. Uh, I want to say it was like six or eight months after launch. They, uh, it was down to ten, fifteen bucks. But I mean, <laughs> it's back up now. People, I mean, it's still sold. From everything I've seen, it's sold, still sold really well. But yeah, buy low, sell high. Uh, the DLC is pre-order is thirty dollars right now. Yeah. Um, yep. So that it is so when you were saying it's it their happening. biggest ever. Yeah, I mean, well, the price kind of that's a DLC. That. Yeah, yeah. I want to say so. From what I know, uh, I haven't done the DLC for The Witcher yet, but from what I know, I think it's Blood and Wine is their mm-hmm. uh, their biggest their biggest DLC that they released, and I was just going to check that real fast. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's twenty five to thirty hours, and that's. Uh, I mean, I bought the on sale, but I'm just looking at it and seeing how much that costs, just to kind of give a reference. I mean, but it, it's kind of like its own little. I mean, it's mini game on the side, so that's nineteen ninety nine if you don't buy it on sale. So a little bit bigger, a little bit more cost, but. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That the 
Witcher DLCs might as well have just been a new game. They're that in depth and that big. Yeah. Well, they've had you know they've had a long time to to release this. You know, but I mean, hopefully they've learned everything and they've kind of they haven't really shown a lot of it. I mean, they had the the game. You know, they had, they kind of showcased the game with the last showcase and everything. But other than that, there hasn't been a lot of stuff on there. But I mean, at least in twenty twenty, so they've had about three years to do it. I cannot imagine they will let it release in the same state. I cannot imagine that they will do that two times in a row. Yeah, you you would tank your entire company. Yeah. Did you ever check out the yeah. anime? I did. So they have. Yeah. Now you know we brought it up. So Netflix has uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I actually watched that about three months ago, four months ago. Again, heavily adult show. There's a lot of stuff on that one. Yeah. But it's very good. It rated well, really well. I enjoyed it. I mean, there's there's uh, there's that one. There's another one that they released around the same time for Dragon Age, which was also really good. So they had some good. Uh, good animes out there for those that I would recommend. Did you watch it? I did. I, I think I watched both the dragon age and the, uh, the edge runners. I don't remember finishing edge runners. Uh, I might have to go back and make sure and see what my viewing history, maybe I got distracted, you know, me and shiny things. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, so it, there's a chance that I didn't finish it, but I remember it only being like six episodes or something. It was pretty short. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's eight. If I remember right, I think it's eight episodes, but yeah, I they're all like 20 eight. minutes long. So well, maybe I have two left. <laughs> I thought it was six. <laughs> yeah. I think both of those and dragon age both had eight and they're 20 minute episodes. So they're, they're pretty quick and brisk. It's it's a really good show. It basically mirrors a lot of the game. Similar, there's no, there's no characters in the game that I know of, but just a side story yeah. to kind of expand the lore and all that. Yeah, uh, living in the same yeah. world. Yeah. Once again, I yeah, think. that's Cyberpunk and really good game. Definitely recommend if you're a fan of an RPG or action RPG fan. Cool. Hmm. Which I know a lot of you guys on the panel are not, but I gotta. I gotta raise raise the genre on this panel a little bit. I come. <laughs> hey, I like my gaps. RPGs. <laughs> I think we're just gaps in our genre board. We're just not fans of uh, long games. I think. But... I get scared to start long games. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's hard. It's daunting because I'm like I got so much with work. I've got kids. You know, their uh-huh. activities, school starting soon. So like, I get it. I totally do. And that's why sometimes like Assassin's Creed took me so long. Starfield probably will take a long time. But the thing is, yeah, you'll... Starfield comes out. That'll be the only game I play for a year. The thing is, you'll put yeah. that same eighty <laughs> hours into Vampire Survivors and Army of Ruin, but it won't feel like the same. That's the thing. You gotta. Yeah, yeah. it's all what you like. Yeah, it just feels. Well, like, that's intimidating to do those. Well, because it's like army rounds. So it's like, all right, I got twenty minutes. I can sit here and play this game. It just, I can stop whenever. But you don't ever stop whenever. It's uh, I one can more stop thing. whenever, yeah. man. <laughs> but those runs are a lot shorter. Like if you're like, okay, I've got, let's say, I've got thirty minutes to play, and you're booting up Cyberpunk or Assassin's Creed, you do like one or two missions, and you're done. You just don't feel like you accomplished a lot. You yeah. really need like three, four hours just to feel, okay, yeah, I did some stuff today. Hey, I opened three chests and I got one flag. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, I'm doing collectibles. Oh, I've got this one little road that I finished up on Assassin's Creed. Now i got to put the game down and do some stuff. Yeah, it's, it is, yeah. But Would you want to live in Assassin's Creed world? The modern day uh, version, yes. 
I uh, do, I and I don't want to live in Black Flag. Like, I just love that game, and I'm like, oh, that's such a cool game. Like, Pirates, awesome. But, uh, yeah, it would be horrible. <laughs> just randomly get stabbed one day yeah, in the just, back. Just, oh, walking oh down the street. I cut my hand on a piece of wood, and now I'm dead. <laughs> Could be worse. I mean, it's better than the other as I said, it's better than the other options we talked about earlier. I mean, you could just live in Creed World. My arm is wide open. Yeah, it'd be awful. Hear Creed singing all day long. Oh. <laughs> all right, Al. I amuse myself. What? <laughs> would you like to go next, or would you like to wrap up? I'll go next. Why not? All right. I didn't know it's the first time on the show in five years I've had a choice about something, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I want to talk about the game. God damn. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to talk about a game that no one's ever heard of. It is called Halo 5. Now, this is the game. This is the first Halo game on uh, Xbox One. And to me, this is still, like, the new one. No, it came out eight years ago. Uh, 2015. And when it came out... I remember nothing about it. Yeah, I'm going to get to that, because we talk about that frequently when we were playing Infinite. Oh, that, yep. that's crazy. It's been that long. Yeah. So, Halo 5 was definitely... It's definitely pretty. And... It's the first Halo game where you can do um, clambering. Is that what it's called? Like a jump, like when you jump and you like jump up the wall, like Titanfall. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, wall running. Yeah. Ledge grab. You mean a ledge grab? Yeah. Okay. I call it clambering. I don't know why. Something like that. Clambering for clambering. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when when the game came out, I think I. Did a midnight launch for it actually, and did a uh, a collector's edition Same. version. Now that disc is sitting there looking pretty and will never be touched again. <laughs> and you're, was it a black box, right? Yeah, it's like a thick case with Halo things would yeah. come with some weird stuff that you like. Oh, here's an art book you'll never look at, and like a you know da- yeah. dossier or I don't know, it's whatever. It's- I think it was the worst collector's edition. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely played it when it came out. I had four friends, well, three friends, and myself went through the game on heroic uh, difficulty, knowing that there was an achievement to do legendary solo. So we didn't bother doing legendary in multiplayer. So. I, you know, eight years went by. I'm like, oh, I should probably try this. It has nothing to do with it showing up on my RTDL at all. It just, you know, for fun. <laughs> but so the thing with Halo 5, unlike the other Halo games, is you have a group of four. And when you're playing in four players, you don't realize this, but you can control the other three people to do stuff. When you're playing solo. Huh. So you can. 
press up on the D-pad and direct them to uh, fight an enemy or to pick up a weapon. Uh, which, of course, I did not realize throughout the whole first mission, which I did. I tried to not look at any guides. I just did it. And it took me quite a while, honestly. I was stuck at one checkpoint at the end for a long time. I knew that pressing up on the D-pad moved my guy closer, but I didn't realize if you, you, you can tell them, shoot this enemy here. Uh, so the good thing about this game, compared to the others on Legendary, is that if you go down, it's not a death. Your AI teammates can come and revive you or heal you. Which is nice. Yes. Yeah. And you could do that uh, when they go down as well. You can heal them. And if they go down and they die, and if you wait a couple of minutes, they come back. So if you find a hiding spot, you can go hide there for two minutes and they will come back. Which is cool, but it kind of breaks up the, the pacing of the game. So you really just need patience and stubbornness to play this from what I've gathered so far on, on Legendary Solo. I did the first mission, took me a couple days, and the second mission seems like it was a little bit of a longer mission. It took me like three or four hours. And the YouTube Oof. video I looked after is like 45 minutes for the second mission. Now, I gather if you watch a YouTube video, they know exactly what they're doing, and there's probably parts you can run past or skip. But I just went slowly but surely would you know send the AI to kill an enemy and then you know I would help out if I had like a battle rifle or, or a pistol or something but you know when you go when you die that's it you have to go back to the checkpoint right and and the checkpoint thing I found was it felt different from the other halo games like it felt like you really had to clear out the whole entire room and before getting a checkpoint or in the other games it felt like you would get them at random sometimes like if you waited or st stood still or were in a corner somewhere, you might get a checkpoint. Um, yeah, I so I remember. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, the stories are all kind of blend together in my mind. I never remember which is which. See, um, I don't have that problem. I was looking through my friend list, and there's uh, somebody who was one of the first people to complete it on my friends list. Was it me? It was actually Koosh Moose. No, of Wait, course what? not. Wow. Of course wow. not. Wow. Yeah, you did a good job, Koosh. <laughs> <laughs> Ticking over the L roll. I like it. Uh, no, it was actually Wild <laughs> West. Uh, you, you, you. Oh, nice. How do I win? You did the um, <laughs> the game came out like October twenty fifth, twenty fifteen, and you did the yeah. uh, you finished the solo legendary November first. Bang that out quickly. Do you remember? Like I know you're good at Halo. Do you remember it being different? Do you remember it at all? Learning curve. Yeah, I mean, it was because you had, you know, you're fighting those different uh, enemies. Uh, and I remember it was kind of weird getting used to killing them because, you know, for four games and before and, and Reach, you were kind of used to fighting the, the Covenant and everything. And then you're kind of fighting these kind of more 
exoskeleton type enemies. So it was it was different, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was with you. Like, I went out and pre-ordered the collector's edition or whatever it was called at the time, and got it. Went down and you know, back when midnight releases were a big thing, mm-hmm. got it and went home and played it for a couple hours, and then proceeded to just finish it. Uh, I think I, I think I did. I might have done an easy playthrough first or a normal playthrough first, and then went back and did oh. all the legendary stuff right away. Yeah, that's so. that sounds like a good idea. So you never played it with the mm-hmm. uh, with the crew. I did. I did. I had a uh, I had a group that I did play with. Oh, cool. Uh, for one of the playthroughs, I did a couple playthroughs. Gotcha. And then the DLC. But on lunch, on lunch night, no, no. Yeah, the DLC came out, and I think like. January 2016 or something like that. And you for sure yeah. were my first friend to complete it. You were, you show up number one on my list of friends. So you banged out that DLC. Yeah. I mean, they had, oh, no, June, see, at it. no, no they June had 2016. Yeah. But what was that? The, I don't remember that, that was Halo 4. I think I'm trying to think there's one that would pop some achievements four. randomly. I think oh, it was Halo 4. That was yeah, Halo 4. That was four. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't fix the achievements, so you just play certain maps and you just auto pop all the DLC achievements. Yeah, that was their only way that they could actually fix them. Fix them. So, have you done the the multiplayer yet? The Warzone. I did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only achievements I have left in the game are completing it. Um. On legendary, solo, and then just there's a second one, just all the missions on legendary that you could have done in co-op, but yeah, but then I mean there was a specific achievement called all for one, which is complete all the uh, missions co-op on heroic, which I'm sure would yeah. have stacked with legendary, but yeah, like yeah, I don't have you have you done the legendary stuff yet, or have you done a few maps, or are you still just doing yeah, the heroic so one? I, well, that's I was. Yeah, I did legendary. I just did the first two missions. The first, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, the first oh. one, I was stuck on a checkpoint at the end, and the second one just took me hours. Like, I never felt like I couldn't do it. it just, it was just weird because I, I guess I don't have the skill to be like on the attack, so I would kind of hide a lot and let the AI take care of it, which is probably not the most effective way, but. It worked. No, I mean it's a slow. It's a, yeah, it's a slow and steady. You just kind of let them do it. You help them out. You support them. Right. And exactly. Revive them when they die. <laughs> yeah. That's why I would never get that. That sounds so boring. I mean, of all the ones, this is one that's a lot of people have this one done. Like it's it's doable. It's the second easiest. I yeah, I would say I think Halo Four was the easiest. Wow. That was pretty easy. There's, I don't remember. I remember blasting through that one. Really? Halo Four. See, had, I put Halo Four. Halo Four had the legendary. The, had the cheat on the 360 version that I used to load up the, uh, like the, the you could load, like there was Alpha oh, Beta Charlie, yeah. and you could load up the yeah, you could load up the last part. Uh, Halo yeah, 4 that the helps. Worst. The first mission of Halo Five had a lot of those Halo Four uh, enemies and. Uh, Guns, yeah, Prometheans, yeah, yeah, Prometheans, yeah. they're the worst. I hate. I like the second one better. Yeah, 
But looking at the YouTube, um, and there's 15 missions. A couple of them are only a few minutes, so I guess maybe they're probably mostly cutscenes. But maybe if I watch them, I'll, I'll see that they're running through and glitching and stuff. I have no idea. That sounds boring, too. That sounds better than actually playing the game. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the type of thing where I have to ask myself, do I want to go and complete this this month at the at the uh, expense of my other RTDL, or do I want to do the other stuff? And I think it's actually been more satisfying I, to complete some stuff and, and get it off the, uh, the list. And this is another I'm one actually those... really surprised that you picked to do this over really yeah. anything else. I mean, it's been eight years coming, so I'll see if I could get it done. Yeah, this still. Month. It's another Just because it's eight years old, a bad game's a bad game. Doesn't mean you got to do it. <laughs> I definitely prefer this over four for sure. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I do too, and I don't even know that. I don't even know what happened. You don't remember? In this game. I know <laughs> nothing happened. I like I like four a lot more than five. Okay, I can't stand for so i i um, just they're interchangeable to me and also of course this is another one that's 100 gigs so takes up a lot of yeah. uh, old real estate yeah no, i do remember playing a lot of multiplayer in an it. xbox one game yeah i think it's had many updates over the years though they supported oh, pretty yeah, well that's true that makes sense you know that three four three. They, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is before uh, they started going really bad. No, they <laughs> say what you want. They do support the games for for years. Uh, yeah, Infinite was good once it was completeish. Still working on it. They just fixed. I the like glitch. Infinite now. Oh, yeah, they just fixed the glitch to get the battle pass achievement in Infinite. That was not popping, so <laughs> they're still messing up. I didn't. I didn't even know that was an issue. But. Yep. There's an update. Prove. Yeah, I saw that news article. I was like, oh, yep, interesting. <laughs> and popped for me when it was supposed to. So. But. That means they broke it, right? <laughs> then they fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job. Anyway, if anyone has any tips for me, uh, besides get good and don't suck. That don't play. Stop it. You got it. You'll get it. I know you do. I know oh, you. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Jamo song. But I will say the multiplayer is probably the worst multiplayer. Maybe four really? is worse. I just didn't like the Warzone maps. I mean, I I played them for the achievements. I played them past the achievements for a bit, but it just it wasn't my thing. Hmm. I like Infinite's multiplayer a lot more. Infinite's multiplayer is really good. They just have bad maps. They do, but they're they're rectifying it. I mean, I've been playing it quite a bit. I took a little break after I came home from vacation, but I've been back in there a little bit. And they've got some new maps coming out hmm. quite regular regularly now. So I'll have to try it. It's been a while since I played Halo Infinite multiplayer, but I usually just kind of stick to. I like big team battle. I don't like doing one on one stuff. I just like to. I'll just do big team. Get me a ton of people against a ton of people and. I like the now they have a few more maps. Yeah, Nate, you want to yeah. play big team battle with us? Uh, what game is that? Uh, all the Halo games. <laughs> I haven't heard in, about this. In, is this like Big Crown Showdown? It's, it's all the Halo <laughs> games <laughs> in succession. 
some indie game. Yeah, it's called Fists. <laughs> <laughs> many, many fists. No, all the Halo groups are gone. All the Halo uh, boosting groups are gone. So right, fine, fine. if you, if you, you got a boosting group back. together, I'd jump in on it. Say <laughs> like Fist Shadow Master Chief. <laughs> Shoot, I've got uh, Halo 5 DLC. I or not DLC, multiplayer stuff I could do. Oh, we yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, let's do it. Nate, I promise then we'd we'll have make to a session with you. Somebody else will organize it. I'll join in. All right. It'll be fun to join someone else's session. All right. <laughs> Rocker and Prue will help too, they said. Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> After I uninstall it. All right, well, that was Halo 5. Um, <laughs> I think Master Chief's in the game. Maybe I don't know. Uh, there's a rumor he's like half in the yeah, game. Yeah, so. John, Mark, 4. I don't, know. I don't know why you care about him. 747. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I guess I'll wrap up the game showcase. Um. So the game that I've been playing or that I want to talk about, it's a new, it's a, I think it was just added to Game Pass a little bit ago. I don't quite remember or whatever. I don't, I haven't been playing it long. So this is going to be more of like a first look, me talking about the kind of game. So I can't answer any like in-depth questions about it, but the game is Gunfire Reborn. Um, assuming that you guys have no idea what this is, <laughs> well, I've, I've looked at the cover. It looks very interesting, like Duck Dynasty, like hunting game. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, it's definitely like Duck Dynasty. Um, <laughs> Sweet. So this game is a first-person shooter roguelite, and I mean. Right off from that, just from that description, you kind of already get the idea of what the game is. You play, start off playing as a kitty cat. Everything is uh, anthropomorphic. So, Nate, I'm sure this is already ringing some bells. This might jingle your jollies a little bit. Um, You kind of just go in. It looks like you're a uh, dungeon crawling tomb raiding kind of thing. I, I don't exactly know. There was a little bit of story like, but it had no real words. It was just like pictures. So I don't, I don't quite know exactly what's going on, but either way, it's a roguelite. It has, you know, you go into the tomb, you make your way through it. You have different levels of, of the dungeon. And as you're going through, there's like different treasure chests that you can find. Um, that gives you the temporary boost while you're in that stage. And then as you kill enemies, you get stuff called soul essence and soul essence is the stuff that gives you your permanent boost that you can upgrade after you complete each level and or die. Um, the game, if you were, I would I look at the graphics on it, especially Nate. I think you would really like the way this this looks. It's kind of like the cell shaded type look to it. It's it's nice. You you'll enjoy it. Um, the way that the 
you shoot you go around shooting the enemies where you know, when you hit them they have like the numbers that pop up on it it kind of reminds me of borderlands a little bit because you have special powers i'm leaving you know, it again health and shield <laughs> um grenades and whatnot and skill tree so it kind of has that feel to it but it's more indie if that makes any sense whatsoever the other thing about this and i haven't like i said i just started so i haven't really been tr- able to try this is that it looks like it has four player co-op in it which that actually sounds like it would be a lot of fun in a roguelike game and now l's back in and <laughs> wants to play it <laughs> yeah man carry me um the but yeah we, i mean we're, we're gonna call it gunfire revive l <laughs> that's a better name for it Re- rebirth i don't know why i stopped talking oof I don't <laughs> me neither sorry <laughs> that's you're fine um <laughs> but yeah like i said i've just kind of started the game i don't really got too much to say this is something i th- i think uh there'll be quite a few people that will that's listening to this that will be interest in you know, i have interest in it especially with the way that the art style is it being a roguelite and you know, first person shooter it's fun. That's what I can definitely say that. The gunplay feels good. It's nothing, you know, Halo Infinite tier, but it it's it's fine. And I've been enjoying the roguelike games here recently with Vampire Survivors and whatnot. So this has definitely been cool to play. And I'm definitely gonna be checking this out more. Um what, looking at the achievement the, list. Uh... This might be something that, you know people might want to keep in mind for like a TA um, community fan or something like that. Uh, number one, there's a lot of achievements in this. There's 86 achievements. And Let's a lot it. of them have very weird um, values to it. Like there's lots of one-pointer achievements, two-pointer achievements. Um, there's six and 11. Like they're all over the place. And just kind of looking through the list, roughly knowing about what the game is, it doesn't look like it's anything super difficult to complete. It just looks like it might be a grind to try to do it. I mean, if you're a completionist, definitely play this on another tag because you're going to unlock an achievement very quickly. More likely than not, for um, well, more likely than not, your first achievement will be just for dying for the first time. So, huh? Get that doing the tutorial. Uh, no. That would be after. You go in, you do your tutorial. They tell you how to play. You know, if you don't know, the right trigger shoots a gun. A jumps. And then, and then after that, you actually start the game. You go into your first dungeon, and then eventually you will die. And then you pop an achievement for one whole gamer score. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess uh. <laughs> your achievement is dying for the first time. You, a single gamer score makes sense. Like, that's a good value. Outside of most people are going to hate it because it's just, a, it's just a one instead of a five. 
So are you just like upgrading your gun or something after every death, or what's the? Uh, uh there's a the there's a skill there? tree. So yeah. there's skill like tree, okay. one one path is damage is just doing more damage. Another one is upgrading your skills. It cools down and does more diff- more damage. Another path will be like getting more health, more shield, stuff like that. Kind of basic, honestly. Gotcha. Not okay. that so basic is like, a bad thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's got a 3.5 stars on TA, if that's anything you guys want to go for. And most importantly, it's on Game Pass, so that's why I tried it. Otherwise, it's a $20 game. And I haven't quite played it enough to know if I actually want to spend that. But it's on Game Pass easy enough. And also, if you do the Game Pass quest and you don't care about your tag, don't care if you get it on, this is an easy one to do to get that achievement, to get that uh, quest done where you want to unlock achievement. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Gunfire Reborn. Let's say anybody, that's about all I got for that. It's kind of giving me weird Battleborn vibes. I did not play the Battleborn, so that uh, I don't know. I, I liked Battleborn, but it was grindy. Um, mm. And I'm, I, I tell you, I'm looking at this and I'm not hating it. But yeah, the upper end of the uh, the ratio achievements, uh, they look a little bit. Uh, it's going to require some commitment. I mean, TA says it's a 40 or 50 hour game. Which for a roguelike kind of seems about right. Oh, I mean, they're That's saying that uh, shorter. Yeah, they have achievements for completing uh, elite difficulty and nightmare difficulty each uh, in thirty minutes each. So, like, you know, mm, potentially finish a run in thirty minutes. Well, there's normal difficulty, elite, and nightmare. Uh, each one of wow. those for in thirty minutes. So, I guess once you get strong enough, maybe maybe it's doable. Yeah, I'm sure you get strong enough. And does it say anything? I'm looking for that achievement now. Does it say anything about doing it by yourself? Does not. Uh, it has online co-op. So, yes, the good the good kind of co-op. Yeah, if I if I didn't mention that, my bad. Yeah, online. You said, co-op. You said I had co-op, but uh, you didn't specify if it was online or couch. And and I believe local. there's also matchmaking in there. So. Yeah, so, doing if you have four of you that are upgraded i'm sure that's probably not all that difficult to do it's an achievement for killing a boss in 10 seconds so yeah so hopefully you be able to be so op that you can just uh smash him oh that reminds me there are definitely uh some more difficult achievements like there was one for oh how many was it i think it was a hundred consecutive critical hits i believe it was <laughs> yeah, deal 100 consecutive uh, critical hits. I mean, there are guides for most of these, so the game's been out, been out for a couple of months. I think it came out last October. So it's had some time. Yeah, October 27th of 2022. So it's had almost a year for people to add guides and to complete. So if, there's, if it's not on TA, there's probably like a Steam guide or something that could help. Um, Which means you'll probably have like two months left to finish it if you want to. Yeah, I gotta say this looks just like Borderlands. You're not wrong about that. So it shading, definitely has the same vibes. Uh, the world, yeah. 
Wow. Oh, thank you. For yeah. that reason, he's out. Yep. <laughs> but it doesn't play like Borderlands. It's definitely <laughs> more a, just a roguelike. It looks more shooty than Fetch yeah. Questy. I mean, I haven't come across a Fetch Quest yet. I haven't come across shooty quests. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it looks more like Battleborn. I mean, it's still Gearbox. It's uh, <laughs> They're all shooty. They're not really fetch quests and uh yeah this looks interesting i'm tempted if you like roguelites i think it's worth checking out at least on a on a spare tag if you don't want to put it on your tag but yeah gunfire reborn decent game like i said from my first impression anyway check it out but let's get into some sales. Uh, Nate, what game would you like to recommend? All right. Uh, I'm going to recommend Figment Journey into the Mind. This is $6 down from 20 It's an action-adventure game, 10 to 12 hours. It has a walkthrough, but not on TA. Uh, I believe it was originally a phone game. Uh, so the phone hmm. game walkthrough sites uh, have what you're looking for. Uh, the sequel to this game, Figment 2 something something, uh, is in Game Pass now. So if you want that backstory, for six bucks you can have it. Uh, next up, Override 2 Super Mech League. This is $4.50 down from 30 This is the lowest price ever. Uh, it's a fighting mech game. It, it was a free play weekend, which is how I got it on my card. Uh, and it's now available, like I said, at the lowest price ever. So you know, I can play it for three days. Didn't get the whole completion because there were um, some grindy achievements that just weren't possible. Um, such as getting uh, to certain leagues, and that's just basically you uh, always level up just by getting experience and playing. You don't even have to win, if my memory is correct. You just have to keep playing matches, and you'll eventually progress to the next higher league. Um, so yeah, but it's going to be a grind. Uh, but if you like fighting games, you like to think that you're Ultraman or Godzilla, that's basically what this is. Uh, and lastly, the end is Nahal, if I may say so. Uh, <laughs> recommended almost just for the title alone. It's two dollars and fifty cents down from ten. It's a puzzle game. Uh, looks kind of like a uh, kind of like a point and click, but you're not really walking around. I've, I've watched some videos on it. There's a lot of reading, but there's little puzzles you have to solve. It sounds interesting for two fifty, and with a title like that, I don't know. It's and worth checking. Nobody out. has played this game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I like to point these ones out. I think. Uh, Certain people who, you know, are a little bit mental uh, might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I got three games to recommend. The first being Assault Android Cactus. This game is 374 down from 15. It's a twin stick shooter. Um, I know nothing about this game. I was just watching a couple of clips and seeing the price. It looks cool if you like shoot 'em ups. Uh, warning though, there is an achievement for completing all levels on S plus rank. So completionist beware. Um, second game and really like second and third game, one in the same. Uh, Kingdom Rush and Kingdom Rush Frontiers. Both are six dollars each, down from ten. Uh, Kingdom Rush is fifteen to twenty hours. Kingdom Rush Frontiers is thirty to thirty-five hours. They're just 
title defense games, uh, they look fun. If you like your title or title defense, tower defense. <laughs> thesis defense. <laughs> Defend your thesis. <laughs> wow. Like in my head, I I even told myself you said that wrong, crap. and I kept talking. <laughs> They're tower defense games. Um, I had never actually heard of them. I said the name out loud, and Nate told me that they are actually phone ports. Yeah, they're very, very well made um, phone tower defense games by uh, Ironhide Games. So, uh, and they have a, a space series as well on the phone uh, or mobile. And uh, I imagine that at some point those come over. There's another uh, Kingdom Rush game that isn't out, but why wouldn't they release it if they've already done Frontiers? Right. So I think there's more coming from them if you like this type of game. Yeah. And they both have over a four star rating on TA. So, like Nate said, they're good games. And six dollars ain't bad. What you got, Wild West? Uh, I've got Man Eater Apex Editions. You get the base game, you get the DLC. It's twenty dollars down from fifty dollars. I just recently was starting that for the genre bingo and realized, real, remembered how much I liked the game. So uh, I saw that was on sale. And then the other one, I know uh, Fufu and I have sung its praises, but Rift Breaker Deluxe Edition, with the two DLCs. It's twenty one fifty nine down from thirty five ninety nine. Very uh, good developers. Game. A very good game. I'm in the Discord with the developer. He's very active. He's always looking for input and stuff like that. So uh, I would definitely recommend that that uh, that game for that price. Yeah, that was a game I should have I should have went back to. But yes, very good game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, and L, what you got? Wow, Nate, I am very surprised that you did not shout out the Tesla Grad games. Um, the bundle is 30% off. It's $21. But for some reason, if you buy them individually, they're $2 cheaper. It's $5 for the first one and, I don't know, $14 for the second one. That's $19. That Yeah, math. Who comes up with these pricing schemes? Bill Gates? <laughs> Bill Spencer? Yeah, a lot of uh, Vayners are on sale as well, but... Uh, just play Fist, I think. Well, okay then. Is that, the, is that the game of the year? It's the game of the year for sure. <laughs> it's it's on the list. Because <laughs> it's on the list. It's definitely it's... on our list. I wanted to see if it had changed from the last time I was on. <laughs> that was the... mostly just for, for giggles. <laughs> game but, with the uh, best act, act yeah. I mean. It's in the top ten, uh, probably. Ooh. At the moment. Mm. If I ever play a game released this year, just wait till Starfield comes out. Let you know. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. If Starfield makes my list, Fufu, but maybe we'll see. I'm sure it's not my kind of. That's my totally kinda your game, type we'll of see. game. We shall see. <laughs> Only sure if there's your number one. <laughs> Only if there's a lot of management. Well, lucky for you, I think there is. <laughs> All right. 
well, we had once again, this is our last month for Games of Gold. And you can download these two winners right here called Blue Fire and Inertial Drift. Yeah, Game Pass. Downloaded them both uh, and I'll never play them again. <laughs> yes, exactly. You and literally everybody else. I downloaded them to say I was part of the lucky few that was able to get the last Games of Gold games to sit in my backlog. Yeah. Game Pass news. Firewatch is now uh, available in Game Pass. Uh, coming out tomorrow, if you're listening to the show. The wait, what's today's that? Yeah, coming out tomorrow. If you are, to, <laughs> if you are listening to this day of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah. Um, I imagine it's just Friday the thirteenth, but with chainsaws. It confuses me when they put chainsaws two words like that. I don't. I don't like it. Looks wrong to me. Especially when it's not followed by awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chainsaw Awesome is the greatest name. Oh. <laughs> when I remember what game they made, I'd be very excited. I don't remember. <laughs> what game did they do again? I forgot. They did the Night Squads and After Charge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are group games. After Charge. That's what that game was. That was it. We were talking about Godfire Reborn. I was like trying to remember that game. I could not think of it. Graphics kind of reminded me of that. Um, Where was I? Oh, August 29th, you have Sea of Stars coming out, turn-based RPG. And September 5th, we have Grease. Some (laughs) six, eight-hour platformer. Is there any dancing involved? It's not Grease. I think it's Grease, but I think it's Grease. <laughs> Grease is the word. Yeah, this Chris. Um, G R I S. So weird. I was asking about this on the Switch because someone recommended it, and I saw like a two-hour-long play on on uh, YouTube, and it just looks it looks nady. I gotta say, it looks like an indie platformer. So yeah, I bought it the second it came to Xbox. You're, you oh, got me. Oh no. Oh, this is definitely a Nate game. Oh, well. Thank you for your service. (laughs) You know my type. Yeah. Yeah. Just a stupid name. You're going to have to let us know what it means. Um, It means gray in Spanish. Oh, thank you. I'm on that Duolingo, yo. (laughs) That I hardly (laughs) doubt. And leaving Game Pass, we have Black Desert, uh, Commandos 3, Ooh, I like HD cake. Remaster. Like a chocolate cake? <laughs> Wrong desert. It's a black desert. Uh, we have Immortality, Nuclear Ooh. Throne, yeah. Surgeon Simulator 2, Ooh. and Tinykin. Ooh. They are all leaving Game Pass. So if you want to get them done, I'd hop on it now because by the end of the month, you will not be able to get them, especially something like Black Desert. I mean, I know this is totally doable by the end of the month. Starting now. I I have faith in you. (laughs) If you do literally nothing else, not even breathe, you might be able to get that done by the end of the month. (laughs) 
Well, let's see. So you have, what, basically two weeks. So let's say 14 days, 24 hours. So it's 336 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, wrong one. You 14. can do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, it's long. A nuclear throne is a 40 to 200 hour? Why is that 40 to 200? That's weird. Is that a typo? No. Uh, so if you go and you look at the people that have not completed it, because it's got one unobtainable, uh, you'll see that they've put in a bajillion hours uh, to get to the, I guess, like one less than. You'll see people in like 133 to 200 hour range. And, and then to get people that have two less than all achievements, max is about 40 hours. So ah. those last, that, you know, that last gettable achievement is a real grind. Uh, <clears throat> you just have to be really good at the game, I think, and get lucky. It's, it's a daily challenge based type thing. Gross. Yeah, it's not an easy game. It's a, requires a lot of skill, a lot of practice, a lot of familiarity with the game. All right. Yeah. And if you want those games, which I'm sure everyone in this community is going to want them games, be sure to pick them up on Game Pass before they leave. Or just wait for another sale when they inevitably go cheaper. I know I reviewed Tinykin, and uh, that's a really good game. If, if you were going to play anything out of this list, I would kind of... And you like platformers, I would recommend Tinykin. Uh, if you're, <laughs> Immortality is from... Um, what does that mean? Developer oh. Immortality? I know what that means. I know what that means. But um, like Tinykin, like your next of kin is a small person. Tinykin. Oh. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. So, Urban yeah. Dictionary. Okay, do it. <laughs> so Duolingo is not helping you with that one. But um, uh, <laughs> so, no. the, these are the games. So Immortality uh, is developed by Half Mermaid, and you'll remember them from other games that left Game Pass, such as Telling Lies and Her Story. Uh, it's basically the exact same. Well, not the exact same thing. It's a. It's another twist on that type of game. Um, so you're watching video clips and uh, I guess coming up with keywords and coming up with questions. And you know, if you don't like that, you can just go straight to the walkthrough and just type stuff in. Uh, I think <laughs> I was just about to say that. So you're <laughs> saying you should find a video guide. So you're saying to find a text-based guide. Let's do it. All right, and with that, let's get into some brag camp. Uh, take it away, Wild West. All right, so for completions, we have Scarovese with 500 completed games. We have Cerebral Assassin with 500 completed games. DJ Zibbyman with 550 completed games. The Area Dragon with 600 completed games. Legless Hamster with 750 completed games. Legohead 1977 with 900 completed games, and Jimbot UK with 1,200 completed games. In streaks, we have Crunchy Goblin 68 with 50 days, and he's joined by Wazari DK, uh, Ace with 100 days, uh, Neo 21, speaking of nerdy Neo, 750 days, Fluttery Chicken with 1,200 days, Prince It with 1,300, and Elroy OMJ with 2,200. AC Mongoose has hit 300,000 gamer score. Infamous has hit 600,000. 
Eldridge SS has hit 750,000. Scott Arvese has hit 800,000. Matthew has hit the big 1 million gamer score. Congratulations on joining that club. Nice. The Arya Dragon, along with Mike Pitch, have both hit 1.2 million gamer score. Triple Triad 777 has hit 1.7 million gamer score. And Jimbot UK has hit the big 2 million gamer score. So congratulations to you for hitting that even more exclusive club. Nice. Yeah, those guys are... Well, Triple Triad, I'm pretty sure, is in the final week of GTAS, so... I expect uh, to be reading some more milestones on him next week. Oh, man. Yeah. If anybody that's left in GTAS, there's going to be all kinds of milestones. <laughs> yep. Preload central I, now. I think you only need probably like 150,000, you know, gamer score <laughs> minimum. Probably more than that. In leaderboards, Chewy on Ice is in the top 200 of Achievements 1 leaderboard for point and click. Chesno, top 100 England games, completed games leaderboard for fighting, which of course is his specialty. Fluttery Chicken, top 2,000 of the England TA Difference leaderboard for first person shooters. Jay Huns is now third in completed games leaderboard for Metroidvanias. And uh, there's a lot of Vayners on sale this week, but he says don't buy Clunky Hero. It's very bad, which, of course, makes me want to try it. Luke, 17,000, is in the top 10 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Windows. The Aria Dragon is in the top 100 of the TA leaderboard for Vehicular Combat. Triple Triad, top 50 overall of USA TA leaderboard. Wow. Curious to see where that is after G-Task is over. And last but not least, Unky Tim F.U. is now in the top five of Ontario TA leaderboard. And to that I say, sorry, A, Syrup, Hockey, <laughs> Mountie, um, and good job. Poutine. There, there's the answer. Poutine is good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, that will do it for us this week. Aww. Thank you, Wild West, for joining us. Always great to have you on the show with us. Thanks for having me. We need to Thanks get another uh, farm together mm-hmm. type game. Thanks for completing our genre board on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, we do. We need to get a, another management game going on. Oh, that's all the time we have for Wild West 08. (laughs) (laughs) Yank. (laughs) But yes, as always, (laughs) as always, all the links to all the different socials and where you can find the show and whatnot, Patreon and everything is down in the, the description. We have a Google Doc that, that has links to everything. Make it nice and easy for you. Thank you to everyone that helps support the show. Thank you for everyone in the community. Thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, without you, this would not be the way that it is. We love you all. And with that, class is dismissed. See you all next week.
See you. So long. Farewell. Love you all too. Have you day. Except for Wild West. Oh. Back to Neverending Stories, a little segment that I cooked up where I talk with patrons and staff about their long, uncompleted story and campaign modes. Joining me again after starting what is going to become quite a few segments, I feel, all the way from the other side of the world, it's Hurricane Dale. Hello, it's good to be back. Yes, good to be back and teaser. You're going to be hearing a lot of Dale. For anyone who is a patron, you already know why. But he is, he's just smashing his way through these things. <laughs> like nobody's business. I got a lot of unfinished games that I need to get through. So um, this is a perfect opportunity for it. Well, I'm glad to be a motivating factor in that. But what game are we going to talk about today? What's your second Neverending Story completion? Today, we're going to talk about a nice short game only takes a couple of hours. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. For anyone who's played that will know that that was a joke. This is a 100 plus open world RPG. <laughs> um, takes forever to finish. So Yeah, that is a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's arguably one of the biggest on my entire game collection. So Although when I uh, looked at your history with the game, it told me a different story. So let's, let's dive in there and you can tell me what's going on here because... You started the game in February 2016, which is about a year after it came out. Was it a game that you were looking forward to playing back then? The marketing for The Witcher 3 was very, very heavy at the time. So I kept seeing it pop up on like social media and stuff like that. Um, I had zero interest in the game. But after seeing all of that, I was like, oh, this looks like something I could get into. And you hadn't played the second one. You had no familiarity Absolutely with the, not. <laughs> um, the world, the lore, the books, all of that stuff. No, 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 none at all. And you played it some. Uh, you got a couple of achievements in February, or a few achievements in February. Then a break, a short break. But then between July and October of 2016, you kind of knocked out quite a bit of stuff. You got 18 achievements. And then another break, and then May to June 2017, so about six months later, 14 more achievements, so another kind of burst, and then nothing until 2023. So it seemed like you were kind of doing it in, in these kind of bursts, but then you fell off of it completely. So what happened? Yeah, so... Um, when I initially started the game, it was because I discovered my local blockbuster, believe it or not. Um, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a blockbuster is, which I'm sure we all do, it's a, essentially like a video rental store. But they also rent games as well. And I went down to my local blockbuster uh, and I hired out The Witcher 3. 
and I started it and it was okay. Um, and then the second time I picked it up was because I went and purchased the game. Um, mm. The reason it's kind of a bit of a weird one. I essentially was playing it while I didn't have any internet connection, which is why all of it's so heavily disjointed. Um, because for a large part of my gaming life, um, I didn't have an internet connection for a bit there for various life reasons. But anyway, I ended up finishing the game in sort of that third stint, but it came up on never ending stories because I realized that the last achievement didn't pop. Um, so I actually just had to jump in and kind of load an earlier save, finish that last mission again, and then I got the last achievement. Right, that makes sense then, because, yeah, um, you came back and pretty much in the course of, uh, well, you got a single achievement on the 18th of March for reaching character development level 35, and then on the 27th of March, story done. Yeah, And I was like, oh, so were you really far into the story, I guess? But, but it turns out you were so far into the story, you'd actually completed it. Oh, I was offline. panicking that I was going to have to play the entire game again if I didn't have a good oh, save. Um, <laughs> that one achievement. So does that also explain why there is a as yet unlocked, or sorry, as as yet locked still story achievement? There's there's a single one, a friend in need, find and free dandelion, that is marked as story. So did you do that? Yes, that's that's another one of those. Unfortunately, I do not have a good save for that one, so that's going to be a whole another Witcher three run, which is fine because um, it's a fantastic game. Uh, it, it is really really worth playing, even if you're not into sort of the one hundred plus hour RPGs. It's really definitely one taking a look at. Well, yeah. So tell me more about that. So sell me on the Witcher three because it's a game that everyone who has put some time into it absolutely raves about and you know treats it like it's it's such an amazing game i did play the second one a little bit two or three times i had a go at starting it and just couldn't get into it because there were so many systems i think that it kind of overwhelmed me a little bit the the tutorial was like okay so you got this guy and it was the story seemed cool and then it was like okay and now you can do this and you can use like magic stuff or you can use combat stuff or you can use this stuff and you can use traps and you can use this and you can use that and I was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa that's a lot of stuff <laughs> and then I was like okay off you go then and uh, and then I got kind of overwhelmed I think yeah I never went back to it it's certainly one of those games that has more than the average sort of amount of systems and and the third um, Witcher game does that as well you go into a tutorial. And it's teaching you how to, you know, make traps and make lures and make these concoctions to make things easier and magic and combat. And there is a lot of that. But um, the good thing is, is that becomes more relevant when you're sort of playing, I guess, on higher difficulties and things like that. Once, like, I'm not somebody who plays, uh, I'm not a hardcore gamer or anything like that. So I um, tend to keep it on sort of the normal to easy side. And uh, keeping it like that, I was kind of able to just do things at my own pace, didn't really have to worry too much about all of these extensive other systems. Um, The further through the game that I got, though, a lot of these systems kind of, uh, like, they made more sense. It became more appealing because I guess I was more used to the general Mm. flow of the game. Um, I think the the massive appeal to the game is the fact that you can utilise some of these systems and they are there, which just kind of builds this sense of, I guess, realism because essentially 
playing as the main character in that game, you're kind of like, um, for the lack of a better term, you're like a monster hunter, um, which is really like uh, watering it down a little bit. But uh, anyway, um, so it's kind of good to feel like you have all of these tools at your disposal and that you can, I guess, utilize a specific uh, monster's weakness to try and take advantage of it and things like that. I guess it's just nice to feel like you do have those systems in place, although you don't have to use them. You can simply just pull out your sword and keep Mm. hitting it until it dies, which is probably really what I did. But I guess the other thing is the main character is kind of unique in the way that he has a very abrasive kind of personality and it's the sort of thing that you either really love it or you really hate it. Um, and I think I, I, when I first started it, I thought it was awful. Um, I hated the main character, but he really grew on me as I went along. And now I think it's probably easily one of my favorite RPGs and I'm a heavy RPG player. So, Oh, and that's, yeah, that is saying a lot. And, and I see you rated it a full five stars as well. So mm. It's uh, pretty much perfect uh, in that in that regard. Uh, yeah, I mean, mostly what I hear about the game is, you know, it's a very good game from a gameplay perspective. But but it's the it's the world, the story, and how it handles kind of quest and mission design, and the impacts of the choices you make on the world is where people kind of tell I've heard uh, people say that it really shines. Did that kind of come across to you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, without um, mentioning any spoilers or anything, the way that they set up the ending of the game and how your choices impact that was really, uh, it, it kind of worked in a way that I don't think I've ever seen a game work in the way that the, the traditional uh, good choice that you would make kind of, isn't the same in this. Um, Any further I go into it, the uh, kind of, I start getting into spoiler territory. So I suppose I'll leave that there. But um, yeah, your choices have a huge impact on them, but not in the way that you would traditionally think they would. Yeah, so I'm kind of used to games where things are mostly quite binary. Mm. I used to like RPGs. I don't play many now because, you know, time. Oh, (laughs) Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and I choose to play lots of small games instead of one big one uh, for the same amount of hours. Sometimes I regret that choice because I do love these kind of games. But yeah, the the older games tended to have, you know, especially stuff that's like, like Fable and things, which is a little bit more simplistic in its storytelling. And it's just like, you've got two choices. You've got the good choice, the bad choice. Mm. And there's no grey, or there's very rarely, oh, you, you thought you were making the right choice, but guess what? <laughs> you really screwed some people over doing that. Yeah, absolutely. A Fable is one of my um, favorite game series, so I totally uh, can relate on that front. Um, I think it's just, it's refreshing to to have a situation where things don't turn out, I guess. I, I don't know, the witch is good at having things not turn out good all the time, and that's quite unique, mm. I think. <clears throat> it, I mean, like some of the quests um, in that game, I guess, had some of the most negative results from some of the choices I made where I thought I was making the right choice and it was quite a it's it's interesting I'm excited to do a second playthrough on that when I finally get time again to see how with that knowledge I can change the way that certain things happen yes so speaking of which you're you're currently sitting at the game with the achievements you've unlocked uh, uh, kind of half halfway so you've done like 37 of the 78 that's that's including the DLC mm. uh, which you have, look to have touched but not gone any 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 further in uh, there's a lot of missables on there and I'm assuming that's because of certain 
mission paths or decisions that you make or things that you do or don't do which mean that you know you lock yourself out from being able to do those things um do you know if you did those and they're also technically completed in your playthrough or are you just kind of thinking i don't really care because i'm going to do it again anyway um i honestly have no idea i can't remember um if i completed those or not but i i kind of have this intention with every game that i play that i'll eventually get back to it because i suppose (laughs) i kind of look at it like everything on my collection is going to get completed one day it's a lofty goal it'll probably never happen Mm. but um i I like to live in that mindset where i'm like i'll get back to it eventually (laughs) yeah uh you won't i mean uh yeah so you're planning a second playthrough um if you do that would you do it on a higher difficulty or do you because one of the achievements is completing the game on death march which is like i guess the highest difficulty would you put yourself through that or do you think no you'd rather like enjoy it again make different choices but not worry too much about the challenge um, I'd love to go through it on Death March difficulty, and that's probably where I'll start. Um, that could be the thing that breaks me, though. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll see. I've heard it's no uh, walk in the park. Is the kind of normal difficulty difficult? Does it present a challenge as a game? I think it's. I think it's challenging enough that you kind of have to pay attention to what you're doing, but it's never um, so ridiculous that it's hard to get through. I wouldn't say that I'm a a particularly good player or anything like that, but, you know, I I have a reasonable amount of challenge while playing it, but never so much that I'm getting frustrated or or really that I even have to repeat a fight twice. It's, It's pretty smooth. And then you've also got the DLC, so uh, two... And they're they're not like throw away little dlc packs you know half half-hearted attempts to get some extra money from what i understand these are like big meaty almost like an expansion pack like Mm. in the olden days when you used to get these like big spin-offs to a game and also really really highly rated do you play those kind of within the main game itself or are they completely separate they're integrated into the game quite well but they do from what i understand take place almost in an entirely different area but Mm. the game's kind of split up into several areas anyway that you can go to and leave as you see fit so you start like a quest line that's unique to that dlc and uh, i guess it unlocks this new area but you're free to travel to and from however you like um they're integrated quite well like it doesn't feel unnatural when you go and enter the dlc like i find that quite a lot where it feels like you know you go to start this quest and it feels like you're walking into a dlc mission but this quite feels quite Mm -hmm. natural what or do you think you'll do things do you think you'll do the dlc as part of the current just completed story (laughs) except not really (laughs) um playthrough or will you do you think you'll do that as part of your second like second full playthrough because there's no difficulty achievements on the dlc as far as i can tell so yeah i'll probably go through and finish off those dlcs just because i have sort of dipped my toe in um and then i'll probably restart all in the one sitting i imagine uh well not the one sitting but the one block of playing um i'll probably chunk through all of that it says on the game that you've put 16 hours in i'm assuming that's way off because of the fact that you were doing stuff offline oh um, yeah it hasn't yeah. taken you 16 hours to 
to complete this like would it be even possible to to complete the story within 16 hours i'm just that good all right (laughs) i just (laughs) i just flew through it in 16 hours um no absolutely not there's over 100 hours into this absolutely um but so Mm -hmm. much of it was played offline because this was really early days of me um owning an xbox Mm -hmm. one so is there anything else you want to talk about about the witcher um, I think the only other thing I want to say is that if you're thinking about trying The Witcher 3, definitely jump into it. It's a fantastic game. Um, I think everyone mm. should have it, at least a look into it. Normally, I would ask like, oh, you left it and then you came back to do the story. Was it worth completing it? But kind of you had already done that. So it's kind yeah. of like a redundant question, really. It's it it like, is a bit of a weird was it one. Worth, <laughs> was it worth re-completing it yeah. uh, and seeing the ending for a second time to, just to get the achievement? <laughs> Oh, I mean, it was absolutely worth it. It was kind of uh, refreshing um, to see it all again. And, and it kind of um, pumped me up to want to start and play it again. Um, mm. So hopefully I'll get back to it sooner rather than later. Presumably because of the nature of the game as well, there are multiple endings or kind of variations of endings because of it. They, like they don't all converge on the same point, do mm. they? Or, or is it... Um- it kind of has the same ending mission from what I understand more or less, but the ending cutscenes and stuff you get are quite different. I personally got the worst possible ending, uh, which is probably the first time I've ever done that accidentally. So I'm, I'm keen to go back and uh, I guess get the good ending um, with all the feel good emotions instead of the dark, sad emotions from the bad ending. And was that because you were trying to do that or just because like like we were saying that the kind of choices are so messy that it's kind of hard to know what's going to end up being a happier ending or not yeah it was kind of a situation where i thought i was doing the right thing and doing the doing what i thought was the good ending but the choices that you make aren't aren't quite as clear as like what's the good choice and what's the bad choice it's kind of it's really like how does your choice affect another character and uh, their ability to do what they do, I suppose. Um, again, it really gets close to spoiler territory, so I'll kind of leave that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's quite an experience, so... Just play the damn thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Set aside 100 hours in your busy life <laughs> and just jump yeah. into it. Just, just do it. Okay. Maybe I'll bean dive it. I think I probably own it in some form or another. Oh, I think it might have even been in Game Pass for a while there. Hmm... I don't, yeah, probably not completable in the time it was. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> There's also the Game of the Year edition as well, isn't there? Yeah. Would you stack it, do you think? Um, is that a stack? I didn't even realise. It um, is a stack, oh, yeah. That's a lot of hours. I probably yeah. personally won't. I mean, I'd like no. to think I will one day, but um, I'm sure someone with more time than myself will do it. Thank you very much for completing another one of your never-ending stories. Instead of asking you which ones you're going to do next, it's a pointless question because I know you've already done like a hundred. So uh, in a few weeks' time, I'm sure we'll find out which one is the next one we're going to talk about. But in the meantime, uh, thank you very much, Hurricane Dale, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me. See you later. Bye.